from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the GoodAtheist.net bonus podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm all the way in Canada. It's Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> yes, you're in fucking freezing cold Canada. The last time I checked, because I have on my uh, Google, I have uh, the temperature for Montreal and the temperature for where I am simultaneously. And this morning I woke up, yep. I saw that it was minus 25 degrees as it was 25 degrees where I woke up here. Yes. That was an incredible fucking disparity. <laughs> Are you currently going through some hellish cold snap right now? What's the deal? Yeah, it's uh, pretty. It's pretty awful. <laughs> um, there's there's wind and nastiness, and I hate you right now so much. <laughs> well, uh, as much as you hate me, the reason why the show is late, I'm sure that most people who visit the site have read that I was uh, experiencing one of the worst. I don't even know what it was. Uh, tor- call it tourista. Call it uh, whatever you will. I was afraid that I had fucking malaria because. I- Everything was coming out of all uh, all holes. <laughs> Lovely. It, I, I I only had that once, and it was after a nasty poutine at uh, the Belle Provence. I don't know if anybody out there knows where that is, but uh, yeah, I didn't eat poutine for like two years. Oh my god, goodness! Basically, what happened is I was out at uh, a, a, a little local restaurant, very fucking charming little place, and they served something amazing, including fish tacos, which I had for the first time. And no, it's not a euphemism for vagina. This was a literal fish taco. And uh, that doesn't make it appealing, dude. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to blame the fish taco because other people had it and they weren't sick. But I, w- I have been be- I- I've been eaten alive of my mosquitoes while I'm here. I don't know what it is, but they seem attracted to my body. I have like I don't know everywhere on my body they've they've managed to attack me. So uh, initially when I started to get sick and I got sick really fucking fast, like I could feel my stomach going uh, grumbling like crazy. So I take a moto, which is a scary motorcycle that they drive through the narrow streets of Dominican Republic. With, you know, no safety. It's just, you don't even have a helmet when you're wearing these things. So I get home, and by the time I'm on the toilet, everything's coming out of Mach 1. And uh, and then finally, by the time that I hit the sack, it's it's now started to come out of my mouth. You're just power vomiting. And uh, I was having the cold sweats, the shivers, the fucking muscle spasms. So being the intrepid uh, browser that I am, I go online and I look, what are the symptoms of malaria? The worst idea. Do you know how many times I thought I had cancer because of that? <laughs> you never do that. You don't want to do that. It's stupid. I know it's stupid, but you know what? I wanted to know what the symptoms are, and I displayed every single symptom on the motherfucking list. So oh uh, I was a little worried. Let's yeah. just say that, and uh, and and then after I think I think the the day that I was sick was either Thursday, yeah, no, it was Thursday. Then all of Friday, I was in bed having sweats, and I'm just I'm like talking. I don't even know so many disgusting smells and toxins could come out of a human being. Uh, I I smelled like an old wet sock. That's what I smelled like. 
It's at this point that I inform your viewers that uh, he made me hurry up and eat a cheese pizza right before we recorded this. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Get over yourself. So, yeah, I was... I was quite in the predicament, so I put up a post. This is this is the day before, by the way, that uh, my computer died. So yeah, you're having a bad. Uh, it's a sign. It's oh a sign. yeah, it was. It not only did my computer die, but that very same night where I got sick, my iPhone started acting up because I was, uh, you know, after the computer died. Luckily, I was still able to check some emails and do a basic browsing and that kind of stuff. And I was just saying, thank God. <laughs> I still have my iPhone, to which it suddenly stops working. I have never uttered that phrase. <laughs> and you know what happens? Here's why I think I got sick. Because that's right after that happened, I started breaking out in stress hives. You ever you ever have stress hives? No, my, my stress reaction is a crippling stomachache. That I think is cancer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you, you think it's stomach cancer, but I had, for the first time, uh, I, I didn't even know what this was. I lift up my shirt and I, I, I looked as though I had rubbed myself full of poison ivy. Jesus. And uh, so I was like, what the fuck is going on? And someone tells me, that's stress hives, dude. So by the time that I go eat and, and, I, and I was I was ordering a bunch of Coronas. And I think what happened was that they, it was, they were ice cold. But the whole thing about Dominican Republic is you can't trust the water here. You cannot trust it because it's bad. All right. And uh, and the ice was like everywhere because it was just cold and I mean it, it looked picturesque, you know, where you have like ice that's slowly dripping off the bottle and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is that it sometimes drips in your mouth. <laughs> and then you get stomach parasites. Yeah, then you get stomach parasites and power vomiting. So all of those wondering where their bonus show was, <laughs> it was in the toilet. That's where it was. <laughs> Along with half my stomach lighting. Lovely. That's, yeah. That is delicious. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no one's listening to this over lunch. Most people who listen to this are working out or driving. Or is it during their commute to work where they have to hurry and eat a muffin and a, and, a, and a coffee with milk that's been sitting out for who knows how long. Yeah, well, the truth is that uh, I, I, didn't, I don't drink coffee in the morning unless I go out for breakfast. And if I drink coffee, I don't know, this must be like the same, the truth for most people out there. It's like a fucking enema, dude. Uh, it's pretty much, uh, well, it's a diuretic. I don't know about an enema. Yeah, well, it, it, well, di diuretic just means it makes you pee. This is a diarrhea etic. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. Uh, I, but, um, I do drink a lot of coffee. For some reason, I'm not drinking one right now. I'm drinking Dr. Pepper, which sucks because it's like almost 10, but I woke up really early because I just got home from work. So I should have had a coffee, but alas. What? Dr. Pepper is fine. It's got caffeine in it. You'll be fine. It's not the same. I don't feel officious or like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm actually doing like a podcast radio thing. Nobody does that kind of stuff with, you know, soda. That's what I used to do. Well, before I started taking beer. There you go, exactly. And now people take you seriously-ish. So yeah, like. no, they don't really take me seriously at all. Okay, today on the show, here's what we're going to be talking about. Number one, I'm going to be reading an interesting letter that I got from a soldier. If you recall last show, we were talking about the soldier fitness test. Uh -huh. And I got an interesting email from a, uh, a person who was in the Army who listened to the show, had some pretty funny things to say, so we're going to be reading that. And the other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be, we're going to be shooting fish in a barrel, apparently, today, because we're going to be debunking astrology. Yeah, this is, this is news, apparently. 
<laughs> well, a couple of days ago, you might recall, uh, some of you might recall that I put out a, twi- a, a tweet out there asking what people wanted me to do a show about, and I got maybe three or four people that said the same thing. They were like, do you want to, can you debunk astrology? I'm not even sure if we actually ever did a show on astrology. I mean, there's so many fucking shows, I don't even remember what the fuck we record. Yeah, there's always room for more. The the reason why it's it's right on everybody's mind is actually because the BBC... Uh, put up a video of a, of an astronomer who debunked it, and I guess everybody's it's everybody's thinking about it now because it's fresh in their mind. But uh, I mean, it's nothing new. I remember I I was reading stuff about uh, you know uh, how astrology was bullshit from actually Isaac Asimov from mm. a book he wrote in 1975, which essentially just buried it. And I I I have since lost that book. I tried to find it again because I really wanted to find it for the show because it probably had all of the arguments. Mm-hmm. I was only able to probably find about half of, of all the great arguments for it. But it should be enough yeah. for those of you out there that want to just kind of uh, destroy your uh, astrologist friends that annoy the piss out of you. We're going to be giving you some ammunition. It's, it's actually kind of amusing because I was at work uh, the other day and there was this person that I spoke to maybe twice. And we were talking, and she's like, oh, it's your birthday soon, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, how did you know that? And it's like, well, because you told me you were an Aquarius. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll also be talking, yeah. hopefully, about our favorite little uh, yeah. astrology stories. But before we begin, I'd like to read a, the, that, that letter that I got, uh, you know, for two reasons. Number one, I can never refuse a letter that's written by someone who actually risks their lives for money for, for really no good reason, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every single soldier out there who listens to the show, and I know there's a lot, surprisingly a lot, you're out there for fucking very little reason. And I, my heart extends out to you because uh, this is crazy. No one should be putting you in harm's way for the kind of bullshit wars that we have. But here's the letter. Okay. I won't mention the name because that's rude. Uh, it starts, I was fortunate enough to be raised in one of those we go to church because uh, our parents did families. My parents taught me the importance of critical thinking and being logical. As a side effect, I never believed in God slash Santa, etc. Really? He never believed in Santa? I find it funny that he calls it a side effect. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm a medic and at the last time I was in Iraq, my vehicle got blown up a few times and I've, I had to save people. I got a pretty good reputation for being both a good medic and a staunch atheist. It was a great position to be in because the fundies couldn't just dismiss my arguments and tell me to shut the fuck up. Never piss off a guy who's in a position to save your life. So there's that. The third time we got attacked, third time, shit, the third time we got attacked, I got hit and had to treat myself by giving slash yelling directions to people who were asking help from God or some shit. Pro tip. If you're ever badly injured, stay as calm as possible and take normal breaths. It'll keep your heart rate as low as possible and prevent you from losing more blood than you need to. Okay, this guy took a bullet. Yeah, well, and they say you never learn anything useful on The Good Atheist. That's a bullshit. You just learned something. That's insane. <laughs> so I got back, uh, uh, so I got sent back to the States to recover slash have surgery, which is what I'm doing now. I cannot stress enough how much religion gets pushed down people's throats here. Uh, all of the WTs, and that's warriors and transitions, are assigned nurses who manage to facilitate our uh, appointments and whatnot. Lucky for me, I was assigned the one nurse who happens to be agnostics, <coughs> closet atheist. <laughs> 
Out of all the nurses, she is the only one without tons of religious materials anywhere. The program you were talking about designed to make soldiers think happy thought is called ACEP, and it's a mandatory thing that every WT has to attend and get some kind of cer- certificate for. It's not so much a religious thing as it is a waste of time where they teach you how to not to stress out about things of such such nonsense. Basically what you said, if you recall, uh, I talked about... Uh, one of the doctors who had this whole uh, positive attitude kind of bullshit training, where it was like, oh, if you think happy thoughts, you can uh, wish away post-traumatic stress syndrome. (laughs) Okay, continuing, a while ago, about the time I had my last surgery, one of my atheist medic friends told me that they, the Army, were requiring medics to take a religion sensitivity course so as to better treat those with some kind of religious dot-dot-dot thing. I don't know. Well, fuck that noise. The first time we got attacked, one of my buddies got his arm fucked up by shrapnel, and he had a ton of Jewish tattoos on that arm. While he was wrapping it up on the ride back to the base, I said, you know, this is just Jesus getting his revenge. He laughs. Everybody wins. <laughs> that was his letter. Uh, he was. This is, again, like I said, this is a response to the um, spiritual fitness uh, podcast I did, because there's lots of very frustrated atheists that are probably listening to this show that had to take that bullshit test, and they're probably frustrated to balls that the Army has basically become a gigantic recruitment center for evangelicals and the like. Did you actually listen to the show, Jeff? I did. Wow. Um, I, I, did I, listened to the, I listened to the ones that I'm not part of. <laughs> Which is many of them, I guess. I, I get. It. Well, I'm 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 like uh, I'm I'm the shemp of the group. I, I say that having never watched Three Stooges, so I don't know. I just assumed he was like the fourth substitute one. I don't even know who Shemp is. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Exactly. Someone out there might get that joke. If they do, please explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too dumb to get my own jokes. <laughs> Thank you for making jokes that you don't get. That's what I do. How I All roll. right, so I'd like to thank that uh, that listener for sending in the email. I hope that getting it read out loud uh, felt great. And uh, I'm I'm actually pleased that you say that if you're if you're a medic, no one gives you a hard time. I guess it just goes to show that uh, when push comes to shove, sure they say there are no atheists in foxholes, but uh, there's also not a lot of strong opinions when you need people to save your motherfucking ass. <laughs> there's not a lot of protesting in infirmaries. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You tend to just basically shut up, say, give me the best medicine possible because I want to live. And those who don't, I have to kind of admire maybe their uh, convictions in a perverse way. You know, it's kind of like... Jehovah Witnesses that refuse to have blood transfusions and things like that. I was going to ask that. Like, if you're in a war and a guy gets shot and he can't take a... Like, can, can Jehovah's Witnesses actually join the army? That seems like a big flop. They, like, you can't get transfusions. You, can't, you know, like, you got, like, one man. If you get shot, it's game over. I, I would be curious. If anybody out there knows I, I know. if there are uh, Jehovah Witnesses in the army, because as far as I understand, most Jehovah Witnesses tend to kind of be busy recruiting other people... And aren't they kind of neutral? Like they don't, uh, they don't interfere with like government and whatever. They just kind of do their own little thing. And essentially, yeah, because they're they're still waiting for Jesus to come back, kill everybody, and save about a hundred and fifty thousand. I forget what the exact number of them to live on Earth in some new yeah. paradise or whatever. And which I never understood because it's like, okay, 
if if the odds are that stacked against you, why do you want add, why are you adding more people to the pool? It's like if you have a lottery for a thousand like a million dollars and you've only got three tickets, stop selling more tickets. <laughs> I know. I don't even understand. It's like there's a limited amount. If you re- and plus you, yeah. you remember if you recall correctly, there was a whole bunch of prophecies that were made about how the end of the world was going to happen in the eighties. Uh, in fact, Jehovah Witnesses stopped pre- trying to predict when the end of the world was going to happen because they just got embarrassed so many times, and uh, yeah. and they just decided, well, it's happening soon. But you got to think that most of them who become Jehovah Witnesses are convinced, like evangelicals, that this rapture is going to happen pretty soon. It's it's probably like within their lifetime, right? Because everybody's just you know an egocentric maniac who thinks that the fucking universe revolves around them. Oh, Jesus is going to come back within my lifetime because I'm so great. It's like what the fuck is the difference between you and a dog washer in fucking in in medieval England? <laughs> he's coming back just for you because yeah. he's your pal. Oh, he wants to meet you so bad. He wants to meet you and then condemn you to hell for that one time you looked at a girl. <laughs> well, you committed adultery in your heart. Exactly. That's that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, that is enough. Okay, l- let's move on. Let's 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 talk about debunking astrology now. Before right. we get into the real nitty gritty of all the arguments, you know the kind of stuff that you should probably memorize. So people who fucking ask you what your sign is. You can respond with these four points that I've outlined. They should be good enough. They're not all the points. Right. Uh, just basically because I'm a lazy motherfucker and I didn't want to write a goddamn novel about this. And you're probably only going to remember like a few of them anyways. But I, I put the best ones in there. Most of you probably know this. So if you're going to be, oh, I already know this, so I don't want to listen to you, then I guess it's going to be a shitty show for you. Mm. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it already started with the uh, the story of your disgusting holid- holiday from hell. So I think it's okay. I think that ship sailed. It's, it, well, it, first of all, it's not, I'm not on holiday. I'm 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 a jet setter now. Is no, that, no, no, is that, no. Is that I, the way this is? I, I refer to it as a holiday from health. Ph oh. health. Yeah, we'll we'll try to ignore that terrible pun. You're like uh, you're like William Shatner with your puns. He made puns. Oh, he's a pun fiend. Really? Yeah. I, I suddenly have a shit ton of respect for this guy. Awesome. You should have no respect for pun fiends. I love. I I I I was known as a pun weaver back in the day. Yeah, that's not a great thing. You know, actually, I put a pun on the site, and someone sent me to this one page, being how if you have to mention that your pun is intended, no oh, one God. cares. Yeah, the, the Maddox best page in the universe. <laughs> and to that, I say that guy needs to fucking learn how to use CSS. But anyway. That's I don't think he wants to. That's the oh, whole that's point. The point. He wants I his know. internet to look like it's 1990. Exactly. It's embarrassing. Now, uh, before we actually get into the arguments, I want... Do you have... Uh, what is your best astrology story? Like, do you have anybody that was trying to tell you what your sign is or was asking you or something like that? What's, what's your best story related to that? Well, my, my favorite is always... Um, and this, this isn't unique to one person. This is something I've almost noticed nonstop when someone who talks about astrology, like, asks you these questions. It's, it's always like... You know, the the whole what's your sign comes up, and then you say, okay, well, I'm an Aquarius. And then they're like, oh, I, I you know what, I know that I already knew that because you were so whatever, and then they'll just assign traits to you. And it's always that. It's like, that explains why you're so outgoing, or that explains why this, that explains why that. And I'm like, yeah, that's 
that's that's the one. That's what did it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's it's always that same argument, and not argument, but the same point that they always make. It's like, no, it doesn't explain anything. It just tells you it, it assigned a friggin' symbol to the month I was born in. That's all. Oh, I used to have to put up with this so much. My mom oh. had a couple friends that were, you know, seriously into this shit. They were into tarot cards, uh, into reading your sign, all that. Other, like, even one of them was was used to give parties, oh, uh, which where where she would do this. And you remember my first girlfriend, Angela Hodge? You remember her? Yeah, of course. Okay, she had such a party, and she actually hired. My mom's friend. I didn't. And it was it was a coincidence thing. It's not even like I had recommended this woman. It's just that she went and she wanted to find someone because you know I guess I guess young girls are into that shit. I mean, honestly, every girl's a Wicca for at least like a week in college. At least a fucking (laughs) week. I have not met a girl who didn't try any of that Wicca or goddess nonsense or all this other bullshit. And you know what it's all about. I mean, there's nothing better for a girl than someone telling something about them. That either A, they know so that it can reinforce that, or B, something they didn't know which will make them feel more special. Exactly. Well, we all need that growing up. It uh, it just seems that that was the big thing in college. Um, It was that whole, like, spelling woman with a Y. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I see that, you know what I think about? Lilith Fair. No, no, women with a Y, I think that, you know, those, what were they called, weirins or something like that? You know, like those devils? Worms or wyverns? Yeah, yeah, exactly, wyverns. It makes me think of that because of the way that it's spelled is what it looks like. (laughs) I like it. Um, I I would prefer we should call them uh, herpes. Herpes. (laughs) Herpes. Well, it's like like harpy, but you're feminizing it, so you're putting an H-E-R in front of it. Why not? Yeah, herpes. Exactly. (laughs) Take the power back, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a classy guy. You are a classy guy. I'm I'm very glad to know that I'm not... uh, I don't have to worry about girlfriends anymore. <laughs> no, not well. Yeah, not, you had to worry about them before, but for a very different reason. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's just no. I I'm comfortable with my uh, crass, disturbing bringing up of STDs in a conversation about astrology. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyways, um, so I, I think though my best story mm-hmm. isn't related to to my youth. It actually was a date. That I went on, I think it was 2007. This I was think I the, know this one. This was at the height of my sort of like dating foray. And I remember I went out on a date with a chick who was an opera singer, which at first sounded kind of like a cool thing, you know, unusual yeah. job or whatever. Uh, and unfortunately, though, the, the one thing, the lesson that I learned often usually too late is that you need to make sure that people have pictures uh, and accurate pictures because the one thing that every woman lies about on her profile will obviously be her weight. And so Uh-oh. any picture that's taken from an upward angle is a lie. So, uh, and I can understand why she was an opera singer, uh, because, uh, yeah, she kind of looked like Pavarotti on a, yeah, yeah, on a bad day. Did she have one of those helmets, one of those Viking helmets? <laughs> you would have put that on her, and yeah, she would have been perfect. There we go. And the entire date, I swear to God, everything that we were talking about was a fight. I don't think I ever had so many fights with a human being in my life. I mean, it started off where she was claiming 
She claimed with a straight face that she did not judge anyone, that she was somehow free of the quality of judging others. And I, I try to be my jerkish diplomatic self because, you know, I'm never really a diplomat. I'm a jackass diplomat. Well, you're, you're, you are, you, you're better now, but you used to be, like, back in the day, man. Oh. <laughs> Bit of a hard ass. I got to swallow the, the rage. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, if you think I'm bad now, I used to be worse then. Oh my god! So, uh, anyways, she's so she's trying to tell me that she doesn't judge any people, and I, I try to make the argument of saying, well, listen, we all make judgments, and they're not necessarily one where you're saying like you're a bad person, you're a good person, or whatever. Right. It's just that we have to. We have to try to get information about a person in a relatively short amount of time, and none of us can escape the kind of normal, natural biases that we have. We're just, yeah. we, we, we can't pretend that we're better than we are. I think that that's, that's always the point that frustrates me the most, when people are like, no, I'm, I'm not judgmental, or I'm not any of these things that every human being is. Well, it's, it's not PC to admit it. It's just that, look, we're... We're flawed in in a way, and it's like we have to work at it. Um, it's nothing wrong with that. We're products of messy evolution. There's not much we can do about it except for admit our flaws. Exactly. But uh, yeah. Ex- anyways, so at one point during this this I don't know how long the day was, but trust me, it was long. I'd, it, it was like a dentist appointment, and at one point. She says, oh, well, you must be that way because of your sign. And she already knew when my birthday was because the profile already mentioned it. And I'm sure this was something that she took into uh, account when she went on the date with me because there are women out there who will literally not go out with you if you're certain signs. And, And to be honest, these women, you're better off not dating. Yeah, you're you're way better. Serious, off a serious lack of critical faculties in a decision like that. I wish you know though. I mean, I know that there are probably plenty of guys out there that'll listen to the show that have very logical girlfriend and wives that just also happen to believe in this nonsense. Well, we we all have kind of stupid things like that. It kind of harkens back to your episode on uh, on uh, superstitions. I mean, right? We, some some of that stuff carries over, right? Uh, it does. I mean, it's part. It's part of uh, of us growing up. It's part of our personalities. I mean, I thought the funniest thing about uh, when they when they did tests on astrology, they found that the the strongest correlation between personality and sign was for those that believed in it. And 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 what that means is that if you believe in it, then you will start to display the properties that you associate with your sign. That's um, not the Pygmalion effect, but similar. It's like projection on yourself, almost kind of thing. I don't know. Kind of. It, I'm kind of, I can't it, find the term, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I can't. I can't identify the term at this moment, anyways. But it, it's almost like you expect something of yourself. Oh, I should be creative, and you're going to display those types of yeah. attributes. But obviously, in in astrology, the thing that resonates with people is normally positive attributes rather than the negative ones. So. Yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like believing in something until it's true. You know the fake it till you make it thing that I always used to say. With well, I've told you that as dating advice. By the oh, way, um, have you ever actually taken that? No. God, d- why do you never listen to me about the good stuff? Uh, do, uh, do you want to know when the last time I went on a date on a date was? I'll tell you. I think that everybody who listens wants to know. <laughs> yeah, hi people that listen. I'm available on short notice. It's um was what fucking. 
May of last year. Why, Jeffrey? Do you know how, like, picky I am? No, yes, I do know how picky you are, but I also know how fucking bullshit shy I don't talk to anybody you are as well. That's true. That's true as well. Um, But you guys, if there are any guys out there listening right now, um, you guys need to to realize that some dudes aren't all about the sex. Because that's what happens, man. You go, and the second someone has a conversation with you, go an hour, and cock size will come up. I'm not kidding. And it drives me nuts, because I'm like, where, where is, there's got to be someone else, got to be someone else, but this is a bit of a sign. You just need to date older dudes. Uh, they get over that shit older, at some point. But older dudes are old. <laughs> well, you're getting old, so... Shut your face old. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it your birthday in, like, less than, uh, about two weeks? Well, I am an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Okay, let's get into the debunking astrology yes. now the reason the reason I wanted to talk about this was obviously like I said I put this out there a couple people have suggested hey all the recent hoopla about debunking astrology do you want to talk about that and the, the real hoopla came from a BBC article and I'll, the the name of the article was astronomy professor suggests zodiac signs are wrong so first of all it angered me that the fact that they put the word suggests Rather yeah. than essentially asserts, <laughs> proclaims, proclaims, or or something with a little bit more weight. But you know how news yeah. agencies are, right? They like to pretend that they have this objectivity, and they're like, "Well, we don't yeah. want to take a stance on yeah. astrology. We would like to present both sides." <laughs> both both sides. I want to see like scientists suggest the tooth fairy is not real. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. uh, here's some the thing that, uh, and this is the, I guess we'll, this is the first one we'll talk about. And this is the reason why it made big news. I guess it was presented in a bite-sized way so people could kind of understand it easier. And he was talking about the uh, the, the procession of the Earth. And what that means is if you have if you've ever spun a top, and as it spins, you'll notice that once in a while it kind of wobbles, right? Unless you're in a dream. Yes, unless it's for Inception. <laughs> So unless, if you're not an inception, it'll wobble a bit, and that's because of the, the, the torque that's exerted on, uh, f- from, from the force of the, the, the spin, and the Earth is not immune to this wobble effect. And right. uh, in, in fact, the procession of Earth happens very, very slowly. So over a period of about 26,000 years, it'll go through one complete wobble. And that means that the actual uh, axis of the Earth will, uh, I, I guess it'll change enough that the position of stars will actually change. And, and, and the way to understand that is that currently, right now, Polaris is, the, is, is what we would consider the North Star. So right at the North Pole, uh, if you were to look straight up, and you would notice that all the stars are kind of rotating except for one, and that would be Polaris because it's just a, it's right at that point where it, it, it's not actually uh, rotating at all. Right. But in a, in a in about thirteen thousand years, the North Star will actually change to uh, the star Vega. Right. Now, since the since the inception oh. of astrology. Uh, uh, roughly, I think I think it goes back something like five thousand years ago to the Babylonians. Uh, it's quite old, anyways. And since that time, the constellations have actually 
uh, shifted from what they used to be. So it turns out that if you're Aquarius, you're actually Pisces. There you go. So didn't they, th- what so did, didn't they assign a 13th sign, like a, a 13th symbol, to sort of cover the, uh, the gap there? No, not that I'm aware of. But the, well, the funny thing about all the, the, the constellations as well in, in, in the Zodiac is there's, there's more than 12 constellations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something like 24, maybe even more. Uh, I guess we've only chosen the, you know, the, they only chose 12 because, well, there are 12 fucking months of the year, and uh, everybody loves the goddamn number 12. Mm. Number 13 is supposed to be wicked, so th- yep. that actually does come from the Babylonians, the number Uh-oh. 13 is evil. I, d- I just looked it up, though. It was, uh, there's the suggestion is that they, they did add a new sign. Um, so there we go. They added a 13th zodiac symbol, apparently. When did they do this? Uh, I'm looking at uh, news. It's a news article on January 23rd. So this article is from today. Um, <laughs> you mean they just did this? Well, I don't know if they just did this because I heard about it. I think it was on uh, John Stewart. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, Ophiuchus is the new zodiac sign. And also, the website is announcing that Keith Olbermann was fired from MSNBC, which is like a what the fuck, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Don't include news snippets that just, uh, we can't talk about what's wrong with you. I'm trying to be like a, bringing it all, making it real. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Anyways, so the next time you talk to someone about what their sign is, you can tell them that the procession of the earth makes it so that their, si- their astrological sign is wrong. So if they're like, I'm a Pisces, and I'm just like a Pisces, and you're like, you're not a fucking Pisces because of the procession of the Earth. Okay, the the second uh, point is uh, is a pretty easy one. I'm sure most of you who study physics would already know this, uh, and that's pretty much the inverse square law of gravity. So the further something is away, the weaker it is, and uh, it just... Uh, inversely, uh, so it just continues, to, like, as it doesn't matter how big something is, if it's really, really far away, it won't have much of an impact. I mean, even though, say, Jupiter is, I think, something like 25,000 times um, heavier than the moon, it's so far away that it actually has a much, much weaker impact on, uh, on Earth than the moon does, just because of the distance. Right. So this is a very important thing, but in astrology, the distance doesn't seem to matter. So Mercury and Venus and uh, all, all of these planets have the same degree of influence regardless of their size or regardless of their distance. So that doesn't seem to make much sense. And if, and if it was really a gravitational thing, then you would expect that the doctor who spanked your fucking ass when you were born would have a much greater impact on your personality than uh, Saturn would. That's because uh, Saturn is uh, too far away. I, I think it's kind of interesting that we actually have to spend, like, we actually have to delve in this far to debunk it. It's like, it's just a bunch of people who looked up in the sky and decided shit. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's it's obvious why people came up with astrology. It's because we are very egocentric species, and we like to think that all the stars and all the planets uh, that we see are there for us, and they mm-hmm. have some kind of influence over, you know, some naked ape that's barely fucking scratched its balls in terms of the history of this earth, yeah. but uh, we feel very entitled, and we also feel very, very important, so uh, th- these are some of the reasons, but 
I just love using kind of uh, known science to debunk it because you know what? Really, honestly, I think for some people they have to hear this because mm-hmm. they they assume they're like, well, gravity has an influence, um, so it could just be gravity, or they might just say there maybe it's an electromagnetic effect. To which you say, well, the majority of planets out there are uh, new, you know, uh, they're electrically neutral, so they wouldn't have an effect there, and even planets that have uh, you know, an electromagnetic, um, what's we're looking for, uh, charge, let's say like Jupiter and Earth, they, um, they're still really, well, with Jupiter, it's so damn far away that again, I mean, an, uh, its own inverse square law go, goes into effect. And, uh, really, honestly, the, the, the most effect that you get from electromagnetism comes from the sun. But again, in astrology, the sun has as much influence as all the other planets, so it doesn't seem to fucking matter. It's just, pl- and, and obviously in astrology the problem is that the, not all planets are accounted for. And are, how many planets are you supposed to account for in the universe? If distance doesn't matter, do planets and other solar systems matter at all? Do, do, do they have an influence? I mean, you would think that if there was something that would be measurable, they would have some form of consistency, which I guess is their third uh, problem, right? Which is that no astrologer is consistent. Nope. None I, I- of them. I have to. I have to wonder um, when when you become like obviously it's obvious it's all bullshit. But when you become an astrologer, um, is there actually like a training? Like, do you actually read somewhere? Like, is there like a user's manual? Like, okay, if you're talking to a Taurus, these are some things to keep in mind, and then there's an explanation. Or is it actually? I mean, there's obviously an element of like cold reading, but I want to. I gotta wonder if there's actually like rules for these classes that actually exist somewhere that you have to sort of study, for lack of a better word, you know? It would be hard to say because I've read a, a couple of books the by, you know, self-proclaimed uh, gurus on astrology, and you, you'll notice that all of them are very different. They would have, there, there, there tends to be some, some uh, consistency in the very general Right, right. Uh, attributes and they're, they're normally the consistency is has to do with the the animism of of uh, of the signs. So you know Leo, they'll associate with lions. So mm. any kind of uh, what's I'm looking right. for? A- any kind of anthropomorphic idea that you have of the lion, you will right. associate with the signs. Noble. Like oh, you're noble right. and blah blah. Even though the like lions are the laziest motherfucking. Species. They to- they totally fucked the hyenas over, didn't they? <laughs> they do. They're such jackasses. I mean, the male lion is probably one of the laziest, jerkiest fucking animals in the animal kingdom. He is no king. Well, actually, no, he is a king. He <laughs> yeah, behaves exactly the way you expect a king to behave. Yeah, spoiled little, like, I'm just going to sit here in a tree and... Everybody else does the work. He d- fucking takes the prize. He eats first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a he's, little brat. He's a fuck. He's a tyrant, is what he is. So yeah, there's a the, the general lack of consistency. I would say that anybody who believes in astrology, I'm like, get me two newspapers, and let's see if any of the fucking predictions even resemble one another. Mm-hmm. You would expect them to if you thought that it was something real, but obviously, no such luck. Okay, let's go to the third effect, uh, the fourth one, which is something called the Forer effect. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with it, in 1948, a psychologist named Bertrand Forer gave a personality test to his students, and he asked them to rate the personality test on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being poor, 
five being excellent. And the average rating from students was about 4.2. So that's really fucking high. Now, I want to read to you what the description that he gave. Uh, now, obviously, you can use a variation on this. Our, um, our, 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 our friend Darren Brown, like that amazing, uh, what's I'm looking for here? I don't want to say, uh, mentalist, we'll call him. Okay. Uh, did a variation. Um, I, I'm put, I put up a link for it on this, uh, in the notes. So you should check it out as well. It's it's pretty great. He basically does a I think a four or five page treatment of just gener- uh, very generic statements about people, and he asked them to also give rankings, and they gave ranking very similar to uh, four students. But here's here's basically what he said, and uh, we'll see if it applies to you. <clears throat> you have a great need for other people to like and admire you. You have a tendency to be critical of yourself. You have a great deal of unused capacity, which you have not turned to your advantage. While you have some personality weakness, uh, weaknesses, you are generally able to compensate for them. Disciplined and self-controlled uh, outside, you tend to be worrisome and insecure inside. At times, you have serious doubt as to whether you have made the right decision or done the right thing. You prefer to, uh, a certain amount of change and variety and become dissatisfied when hemmed in by restrictions and limitations. You pride yourself as an independent thinker who does not accept other statements without satisfactory proof. You, fa- you have found it unwise to be too frank in revealing yourself to others. At times you are extroverted, affable, sociable, while at other times you are introverted, weary, reserved. Some of your aspirations tend to be pretty unrealistic. Security is one of your major goals in life. <laughs> I, I like this. Um, it's pretty much uh, everybody on the planet. Although I did find it really hilarious that in a horoscope reading it put um, that you pride yourself as an independent thinker and do not accept other statements without satisfactory proof, unless well, it's uh, in the, the the newspaper. And it's, no, no, no. Know, that see, this is this is all part of the Barnum effect. Right, right, right. The whole thing is you start by telling a person you are very wise and skeptical. You don't easily let yourself be fooled because if you put person in a, in a kind of state of ease of saying like, oh, he really respects me and he knows that I'm very skeptical, so he's not going to be trying to feed me bullshit. He's not gonna, exactly, he's not going to try anything. Yeah, when it's exactly what they're going to do because they're not being serious. But the whole thing about the four effect and the reason why it's effective is that you'll notice that there are very few negative attributes, right? It's mostly positive. Yeah, and even the negative ones are sort of like spun in such a way, you know, like like you you're you're you tend to be worrisome and insecure on the inside, but you know. Oh yeah, like, yeah, just on the inside. Just on the inside. Right, and of course, I love the last one, which is security is one of your major goals in life. Which is, I mean, is this not the goal of every fucking isn't, animal? Isn't that like one of the top hierarchy of needs? Like, isn't it like security is like right up there? Yeah, it's like, pretty much you, uh, one of the highest needs. Food is an important thing in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you love to sleep. Really? <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> I do love to sleep. Also, um, I, I love this. You have a great deal of unused capacity. Because I, I think that you'll agree that everybody on this planet feels, and this is probably where the whole you're only using 10% of your brain bullshit comes from, where everybody yeah. likes to think that they're a lot more skilled and talented, but they just haven't exploited that skill yet. They're just like, I yeah. need a little bit of, if only I had a bit of money and a bit of time, I could totally develop this awesome thing that I think that I'm good at. 
That's like that's 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 like my my uh, argument for starting up my podcast again. <laughs> well, I don't want to deflate your balloon. So well, so I, I do find it also funny that like the fir- the second sentence is um, like you have a great or it's a great deal of unused capacity, um, and that, which you have not turned to your advantage. And then at the end, your some of your aspirations tend to be pretty unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was great is that the one that Darren Brown had. He was he he went a little bit more specific. He said. You have always wanted to write a book, but uh, never found the courage to do so. And if I would have read that, I'm like, yeah, that's me too. <laughs> everybody wants to write a book because everybody thinks they have something important to say. Look at the right. internet. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Everybody thinks they have something fucking important to say. Everybody likes to think that someone's listening to them. Now, being egotistical, I like to think that as well. And yep. uh, but you know, you know what? Here's a funny thing. We're about to reach. This is a, a bit off topic. In a couple of days and a couple more downloads, we will have reached a, com- a total amount of half a million downloads wow. of all the shows combined. That's pretty crazy. How many shows yep. are there? There's uh, in total there are now 190 shows. I think 190 shows. So Something how many? Like how that. many individ- How does that? How much does that average out to? Good lord, man. Like, I'm just thinking, like, that means that they've listened to, our, our voices have been heard, like, how many thousand times each podcast? That's crazy. Like, well, uh, I, I did a calculation. I think it was that the if you took all the amount of times that it was downloaded and you took the average length of each show and you listened to it as many times as it has been downloaded, uh-huh. I think it's something like 20 years in a row of just audio. Wow. Now the audience knows how I feel. <laughs> That's a where thank you for that. So okay, so you called me old. Well, I guess I deserved it. So yeah, that's that's the four effect. So it, basically the four effect is contingent on a few things and this is probably the reason why um psychics tend to be able to give such quote-unquote accurate readings for people, it's because if the authority of the evaluator is trustworthy. So if the person trusts you, then they're more likely to respond positively to the to the reading. So that's a, that's an important one. The other thing too, it, it they have to think that the test applies only to them. It's very important. And then finally, they have to think they they have to see that it involves mostly positive attributes because nobody wants to hear an entire list of the shit that they do poorly because we're mostly in denial about the things that we are bad at. I would like to read a horoscope like that, though. I would love to see how... Do you believe this horoscope's like, you will never have enough money? <laughs> your so true, though. Your husband sucks. <laughs> your husband was not your first choice. <laughs> He's your bronze medal you lug around tethered to your leg. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the bronze medal. Okay, the last, the last point that we're going to bring up is a confirmation bias. This is probably one of the ways the cold reading is so effective. And the thing about confirmation bias is it does not only relate to astrology. This is the most important thing to remember. Confirmation bias is when we tend to remember hits and we ignore misses. But the thing to remember about confirmation bias, it applies to everything in your fucking life, buddy. Everything. Mm. All right? I mean... In this world, the hardest thing to be is objective. I think we can all kind of agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. We like to think that we are, but we obviously aren't. Right. We ignore conclusions or, or things that 
tend to contradict what we already believe, and we tend to reject things that don't. Um, as as non-believers and as atheists, we like to think to some degree that we are above you know, that we don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, in reality, we've, we 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 have probably a mindset that makes it difficult for us to not ignore evidence that might be contradictory to our belief. Now, it's here's the good news, though. Since most people who are listening to this podcast have been religious at some point, you're probably already familiar with all of the arguments on the other side, while most theists cannot claim the same thing. Right? They are, they're the ones that probably tend to suffer more from confirmation bias, but it doesn't mean that we're immune from that shit. And uh, it, it, it doesn't mean that there are things that we can do to try to compensate for that. In fact, here an interesting example of how to avoid confirmation bias is that they asked investors to uh, participate in kind of like mock uh, in, in, like investments on the stock market. Uh-huh. And what they did was they, they tried to make sure that the, the, uh, the stocks that they were investing in were not things that they were inherently uh, biased towards. And the way okay. that they tried to avoid bias is they asked investors before they invested to um, come up with a list of reasons why a particular stock might fail, why it might collapse. Okay. And when they did this, they actually had better results. So the, inv- the investors did better when they removed their own personal bias by trying to understand the other side. So I think I think this is an important thing for us to think about. Like typically one of the ways that you can do this is that you can try taking the opposite side of what you believe in and then try to defend it. So an example would be let's say that you are you are pro choice and if you really want to understand the other side take a pro life quote unquote attitude for a whole day and try to defend it. At the end of it you'll notice that you have less bias just from the nature of you trying to defend this. There's a, there's a great quote that says that if you really want to, um, to be fair, you have to be able to defend the side that you oppose uh, as well as you can defend your own side. So if, if, you are, if you don't believe that there is a God, you should be able to at least defend the idea of theists as well as you can defend your own. Right. That's, a, that's a challenge that I've sort of put out there it's a very annoying challenge. I don't know if anybody's going to take it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be a dirty pro pro lifer anti choice. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. Let, let's let's try to think about how we can be avoid confirmation bias against astrology by defending it. <laughs> That's hard. Um, hmm. It it it, it yeah. gives people something to read while they eat. Um, yeah, yeah. it, uh, Like, other than, other than, like, it's like a social thing. It gives some people something to talk about. I suppose so. Most people claim that they don't really take it that seriously, and it's just for fun. Yeah, I... defense, I, I guess. I guess, but that's not really... That's not really a... Pro, that's not, like, a point for astrology. That's just more a point for, like, a conversation starter. You know, it's the same thing. Like, it can give you the same thing as, like, TV Guide. Well, maybe, okay, here's the thing that you could say. Maybe it's helped some people uh, date that wouldn't otherwise have dated. I don't know if that's a good thing. There we go. Sure. Why not? We'll go with that. This is a tough test. I didn't actually I think about this before. Uh, if, someone, if someone has come up with a good, uh, a good positive uh, thing that comes from astrology, I would love them to post it on your site. I would like to know. 
Yeah, please, in the comments, if you can, in the bonus show, uh, try to defend astrology. Maybe, maybe that way we can feel at least that we're being fair and we're not just shooting fish in a barrel. You know. Yeah, although but, we totally uh, are. Yeah, that's, that's hard. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard. We all we all understand that there's such a thing as confirmation bias. I mean, even in science, uh, you know, the scientific method tries to put in uh, certain safeguards against that, such as double-blind uh, tests and randomizations and, 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 and those kinds of things and peer review. But even, even with that, this particular peer review as well, it's very difficult for, uh, you know, that confirmation bias not to be a factor. In, in, in fact, new theories typically have a very hard time, even if they're correct in the long run, have a very hard time, uh, you know, defending themselves because of that sort of confirmation bias. I, I think as long as we understand that we are very flawed as as human beings, that we, we just tend to not want to believe in something that we didn't previously believe in, mm-hmm. that it, at least if we can kind of admit that, we're one step ahead of the game. I'll agree it, with that. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that we'll, we'll succeed in it, but I think it's important to understand what the effect is, but we can see how confirmation bias would work with astrology. So if you already believed in something, as, as soon as you read any of the hits that you have on your you know, astrological signs, you will find money today, and you just happen to find a $5 bill in your fucking pocket, you yeah. will ignore the same thing that said that you would talk to an old friend, and that didn't fucking happen. Yeah. You will ignore the misses. That's just how your stupid right. monkey brain works. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that you would have found the uh, $5, have, even if you didn't read the article. <laughs> <laughs> You would have found it even if it would have said that for Leo, but who knows? Maybe you are a Leo and you don't know. Exactly. It's it's a magical time. It's a wonderful time. <laughs> okay, you know what? I think that pretty much covers it for uh, for debunking it. Obviously, there's more. If you guys can think of any, just add it to the list. We'll, maybe we'll do another show uh, down the road because here's the beautiful thing about shows. You guys don't even remember 20 shows back. You don't even remember what the fuck we said. I could do the same 20 shows randomly and you wouldn't even fucking remember <laughs> we're syndicated we have like 12 shows and you just loop them <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know what i still watch episodes of old shows that uh, like star trek and i still find new stuff sometimes i won't yeah. remember some exactly. things so yeah it's like with i'm rewatching the simpsons now same thing I'm like I, re- I don't remember half of this stuff Ah, that's a beautiful thing when you don't remember classic Simpsons. It really is. I got it. Do you do you remember back in high school, being able to quote Simpsons the next day was like a point of pride. It was. Well, do you remember the time that we watched Simpsons at your house and you got annoyed at me because I kept delivering the punchlines to the jokes right before they would happen? Yeah. Well, the problem is, and we always do this, is that we'll deliver the punchline. And then we'll deliver the fucking, uh, the, the couple the sentences before the, pu- <laughs> the lead-in. We'll say the lead-in after. It's just how we roll. It's that's just annoying. That is annoying. We we should never be allowed to go in public, because that's how annoying we are. I, yeah. Well, this is why I don't talk in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to go out more, though. I think everybody on the site will agree they need to go out more. All right. Fair enough. I will. I will go out more. But when it's when it's warmer, 
when it's all right good point okay with that i'd like to thank everybody who's a contributing member of uh, the good atheist and um you know your patronage makes this possible sorry for the delay guys but like i said i was as sick as a fucking dog i'd like to thank everybody that gave me uh some words of encouragement and lots of fake prayers and uh and lots of uh homeopathic solutions which i totally and utterly did do swear to you <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that and uh, we'll catch everybody on Tuesday for the uh, regular show with that my name is Jacob Fortan and I'm Jeffrey Jones have a good atheist day everybody cheers <laughs>